Ah, Bruner, you stupid idiot. Alright, what's up, Geekiverse? This is the second time I've recorded this podcast, and now I know why. When the record button is blinking, that means it's not recording. And there's a little little pop for you, because I don't have a windscreen on this son of a gun. Uh, when it's a hard, a hard red light, that means, uh, that means, whoa, okay, hold on. Just got this ESPN alert, NFL, defensive end, Greg Hardy, to pursue career in mixed martial arts. <laughs> oh, what an idiot. Uh, I'm sorry. The dude's a douche. Ooh, can I say that on the Geekiverse? Sure I can. The dude's a loser. There you go, that's better. The dude's a piece of garbage, hot garbage, to quote, the new day. Okay, so this is the second time I've recorded this. I'm a little bit peppier in this one. So I think this one will be better anyway because I recorded the other one at 5.30 in the morning, 6 in the morning, something stupid. But now I'm caffeinated. I've got coffee pulsing through my veins. I went to the gym already. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. My neighbors probably think I'm freaking crazy because I am. I am Bruner 1.0 and this is your WWE Raw Reaction for October 10th, 2016. Let that sit. Let that marinate. All right, here we go. Uh, the show kicked off with Charlotte and Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks came down to the ring. She says, I'm the champ. I proved to everyone that I was going to do it. And I did because I'm the legit boss. It was a great match last week. She comes out, runs her mouth, says, I'm the champ. The champ is here. All that fun stuff. Charlotte. Or sorry, hold on, I'm getting ahead of myself. A little bit too much caffeinated, hold on. Pow! Coffee in my veins, yeah. Ooh, yeah. This is going to be a terrible podcast if I keep doing that. Uh, Sasha Banks says, listen, we made history. We're going to do it again. We're going to have a Hell in a Cell women's match for the Raw women's title. Holy crap. Never been done. It's never been done. Never. Not once in the history has there been a Hell in a Cell women's match. But they're going to do it, I think. I don't know. At this point in the show, I don't really know. Charlotte begins coming down to the ring. And as she hits uh, about midway, Rusev's music hits. Rusev, butcha, rah, rah, rah. Rusev comes down to the ring with Lana. He gets in the ring. Charlotte gets in the ring. Everyone's in the ring. Rusev grabs Mike, says, yo, no one cares about your women's revolution. Everyone cares about me, Rusev, the main event, the showstopper, the icon. Okay, he didn't do that. He's not pretending to be Shawn Michaels. But Charlotte snatches the mic, says, yo, I'm the queen bee. I'm the queen. I was the former women's champ. I main evented Raw last week. You didn't. Boom. Drop the mic. She didn't actually drop the mic. Instead, she shoved Lana because Lana was running her mouth, saying, I got to protect my husband, so on and so forth, blah, blah, blah. And then Sasha Banks also shoved Lana. And it's like, whoa, Charlotte and Sasha on the same page. I like what I'm seeing. And then they dropkick Rusev out of the ring. How awesome was that? The women standing strong, standing tall. I love it. This was a great segment. Eventually, Roman Reigns came out because that's what he does. He has to get involved. 
uh, and then they decided that they were going to do a Champions versus Challengers match, Roman Reigns and Sasha Banks, the two champs, versus Charlotte and Rusev. We'll get to that later on in the show. Uh, Kofi Kingston and The New Day came out. They did some cool, funny stick, shtick. I always hate saying that word. I feel like I should say stick and not shtick because sh has a different connotation for some other words. If you know what I'm saying, we're a PG show. We're not going to say it. New Day versus, or sorry, 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 sorry. New Day member, there you go, correction, versus New Day member Kofi Kingston. I am way too caffeinated. New Day member Kofi Kingston taking on Cesaro in a one-on-one match. Sheamus comes down to the ring, does not support his uh, tag team partner at all. He sits on the steps. He does uh, Facebook Live. He sits on the ring or at the ring and does a uh, uh, another Facebook Live thing. That, the match was pretty good. Um, Kofi Kingston legitimately botched a jump off the a springboard off the top rope. And then Cesaro, being a smart veteran, instantly grabbed him up and went for the king of swing. The big swing, whatever he calls it. Uh, Sheamus, that's who I'm looking for. I get these names confused. Michael Cole. I am so sorry, man. I give you so much crap. It is hard when you're just, you know, going by the seat of your pants here. Sheamus grabs Xavier Woods' uh, trombone, a.k.a. Francesca 2, and it distracts Cesaro, and Kofi Kingston gets the quick roll-up. Thought it was great. I liked it. Uh, you know, the match was pretty solid. I, I like the uh, give and take between Cesaro and Sheamus. They clearly still don't like each other. They're not on the same page. That's going to be the storyline. I hope they do not give the ti- uh, the tag team titles to them because it's just... I don't think... Uh, I keep blowing in the mic. I'm so sorry. I do not think that the New Day should lose to these guys. They should have lost to the club, but it didn't happen. So what are you going to do? I think uh, the New Day should retain. They should just keep this going. Maybe they can go for like a new record all time. I, they've already got a record, but I believe like the Legion of Doom had 500 and something days. I could be wrong. That may have been WCW rankings or uh, records, and they don't count those or whatever. Who knows? Uh, but anyway, solid match, solid ending. I liked uh, the story development. Bailey took on a jobber. She beat her really quick. This is a hometown match for Bailey, so that was cool. Um, and then uh, Dana Brooke came out at the end, beat up Bailey. Uh, I liked the fact that they're now building a side women's story. For so long on Raw, it's strictly been for the title. And it's been Bailey and Sasha Banks and Charlotte. Dana Brooke's kind of been on the outside, meh. So now Bailey and uh, Dana Brooke can face each other. One of those guys can go over, um, so to speak, over, and eventually challenge for the uh, the women's title, assuming someone doesn't you know get injured in that Hell in a Cell match. Uh, so yeah, Bailey and Dana Brooke are now going to start a feud. That's what we got out of that. Lince Dorado and Sin Cara versus Drew Gulak and Tony Nese. Cruiserweight tag match with the purple ropes and the purple apron and the purple stage and purple, 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 purple. Stupid. I hate the purple. They're they're not a separate part of the roster. They're just part of the roster. You don't need to change the entire ring. They don't change the entire ring. I just, I dropped my phone. They do not change the entire ring for women's matches. You know, they're part of the roster. They don't change the ring just because smaller dudes come in. They're part of the roster. It's like... Yeah, they're cruiserweights. Neville's a cruiserweight. They didn't change the ring simply because he was in a tag match later in the show. Enzo's a cruiserweight. They don't change. You get my point. They don't change stuff simply because someone's different. 
So I, I really don't like how they're separating them. And the crowd does not react either. The crowd is lost, so to speak. Uh, they, I mean, Lindsay Dorado, no one knows who that guy is. I, I can't remember if they did a vignette for him. Drew Gulak, they did a, a quick one. Tony Nese, they did a quick one. Uh, and everyone knows who Sin Cara is. And uh, these guys are just great wrestlers, and they don't know how to react to them, and it sucks. Because they made it... They banked on people watching the Cruiserweight Classic and NXT and all that stuff. And sometimes these kids don't do that because, you know, maybe parents don't buy the network. I don't know. But a lot of these people are just fair-weather fans. They're just tuning in on Raw. And when you just introduce these new guys and they don't have time to react to them or time to get to know them, it's like, well, what are you doing? <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Great podcast. Coughing in the middle of it. Awesome. People know who John Cena is. They've had time to grow and appreciate him. Uh, when AJ Styles debuted, enough people knew who he was where the, the word of mouth got around so quickly. Not everyone knows who these guys are. Not everyone's watching the indies to know how good or bad these people are. You know what I mean? So it's it's just really challenging to get a storyline behind these guys and make them mean something. I think the bright side, the silver lining, uh, to piggyback off the last episode, was that Sin Cara was in a cruiserweight match and he was able to excel. So the match was good, uh, but the, the crowd just simply does not react. Uh, Mick Foley and Stephanie McMahon came out to address Hell in a Cell. Uh, essentially, they announced there will be three matches inside the cell. Seth Rollins will get his rematch against Kevin Owens. Roman Reigns will face uh, Rusev Bakstra. And then Charlotte and Dana, or sorry, Charlotte and Sasha Banks will indeed get their Hell in a Cell match, so that's awesome. Uh, I'm excited as all heck <laughs> to to see that match. I can't wait to watch Hell in a Cell. Uh, so that that's for sure going to happen now. Um, and then Kevin Owens came out. He said, I don't want to wrestle Hell in a Cell. I want to have a long career. I don't want to get injured, so on and so forth. And then... Uh, Stephanie McMahon stepped in and said, you know what? We're going to give Chris Jericho a chance to uh, get on, get in on this action. If Chris Jericho can beat Seth Rollins tonight, he will be in the match. He'll be a triple threat to compete against the No Mercy triple threat that we just saw, which stole the show, aside from the Intercontinental title. But yeah, so I like how they made the main event for Raw actually mean something. It wasn't just a match. So many times, I mean, last weekend, or last week, sorry, they had the women's title match, which, you know, obviously means something. But, like, they'll have Rusev and Reigns face each other. And it's like, what's the point? Like, these guys are going to face each other in two weeks anyway. So, I, I, I like how they made the main event. Main event. I like how they made the main event mean something. Uh, Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho are still money. They're fantastic. I love everything that they're doing. Uh, the club came out and attacked Enzo and Big Cass. It is what it is. Uh, Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel reunited and... Curtis Axel was like, I believe in Bo, 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 I believe in you, you're cool, dude. And then Enzo Amore and Big Cass are doing their thing, they're like, we're gonna hype up the crowd and we're gonna beat these guys, cool. And I was like, alright, this is gonna be an easy match for Enzo and Cass. And then the club attacked him. It's like, alright, the funny games is over, according to them. Cool. I like how the club's finally looking strong. This is what they should have been doing for the past six months. But instead, they're losing the New Day every other, every other turn. Uh, so Enzo and Cass and the club will probably face each other 
at Hell in a Cell, and we'll finally get some storyline development. My fear is that neither of these guys can really afford to lose. I mean, Enzo and Cass can't afford to lose because they're going to be over no matter what. People are going to love them because of their their characters and their gimmick, and it's just a cool crowd thing to do. But they need to start winning. You know, it's like, cool, I love seeing Enzo and Cass, but it's like, they don't win. Ah. So the club will probably win that one. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, so Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel are like, we still need opponents. Da-da-da, we promised a match. Da-da-da. Sami Zayn and Neville come out. Uh, it was cool to see those guys. I'm really excited that Neville's finally back on the show. I feel like we haven't seen him since SummerSlam on the pre-show. So, and he's got those new armbands, kind of like uh, Farouk had, where they're just like, and Bradshaw when they're in the APA, the super tight armband thing. I don't, I don't know, it was weird. But, uh, yeah, I, th- I think it was a good match. Uh, Neville hit the red arrow, and lo and behold, those guys are winners. I don't know what Sami Zayn and Neville are doing as far as storyline, but they won. And then Bo Dallas left Curtis Axel for nothing, and that was the end of that. I think Bo Dallas is still going to continue with his... Uh, heel persona and uh keep doing this i believe in Bo. no one else believes in Bo. here's my four line rhyming thing blah 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 so i kind of like where they're going hopefully curtis axel and Bo dallas have a feud i would be interested in that they're both pretty solid wrestlers if they can develop it then it might be worth it our truth and titus o'neill face each other our truth won really fast that's all i got so upset victory i guess because Titus O'Neil's huge, but that's that's about all I got. All right. <laughs> Braun Strowman faced two jobbers. He beat the crap out of him really fast. The Splash Bros from Oakland, California. Woo. Uh, yeah. Uh, who cares? Uh, so Braun Strowman, once again, beat up on people. The reverse choke slam onto the other competitor was pretty cool. Uh, but then he said, hey, listen, Mick Foley. Bro, I'm Braun Strowman. I need real competition. Because we haven't heard that before. So I like what they're doing. They're making Braun Strowman look huge. He is huge. He's beating up people. He's demanding big competition. Give it to him. I'm sick of seeing the jobber matches. Last week you said if he didn't get real competition, he was going to be ticked off. This week you say if you don't get real competition, you're going to be ticked off. We get it. You're ticked off. You want more competition? Give him more competition. It's pretty simple. Uh, Roman Reigns and Sasha Banks took on Rusev and Charlotte. It was the match we were promised at the beginning of the show. Pretty solid match. It was mixed tag, so that means men have to face men, women have to face women. Uh, Rusev and Reigns beat the crap out of each other. Sasha and Charlotte beat each other up. It was, I mean, it was a good match, but uh, I don't know. I feel like it left me wanting more or less. I'm not sure. It was different. I appreciate it for what it was. Uh, Sasha Banks at the bank statement, and then Reigns, I got it right. Screw you, Michael Cole. I'm better than you. Uh, Reigns hit Rusev with the spear for the save, and then uh, Charlotte tapped out. So you know, send the send the crowd home. Send the crowd home happy with a face victory. Uh, yeah, not much else to say about that. It was a good match. No complaints really. Paul Heyman, the Advocate. Ooh, I just I don't know what I did to my desk there. My bad. Sorry. A little too hyped up for Paul Heyman, because I'm a Paul Heyman guy. Yeah, that's right. I'm a Paul Heyman guy. You know who else was a Paul Heyman guy? Brock Lesnar. And he left. Okay, sorry. I'm going to my CM Punk mode here. Not good. CM Punk's not in the company anymore, Bruner. Get with it. Paul Heyman came out. 
and he hyped up WWE 2K17, which I am ad, avid, avidly, avidly waiting for. I don't know if that's the right word. Anyway, I'm waiting for it. It's going to be showing up at my door anytime now. We're waiting. We're on pins and needles. We really want it. I really want to play the game. Uh, Paul Heyman comes out and he says, here's WWE 2K17. It comes out tomorrow. Boom. Cool promo. Uh, Brock Lesnar and Goldberg face each other. It's, it's awesome. And then he says, you know what? We don't have to live in fantasy world. We can have that match for real. I am authorized to tell you that my advocate, Brock Lesnar, wants to face you anytime, anywhere. And I was like, all right, cool. The match is probably going to happen because you don't, you don't hype that up and then not do it. And then sure enough, we get the tweet. Breaking news from the Goldberg Twitter. Goldberg Twitter. Whew. Words, man. Words. Goldberg Twitter. I'll be at Raw next week. Holy moly, Bill Goldberg is coming to WWE Raw. Wow. It's been 12 years, folks, and I didn't think we'd ever see Bill Goldberg back. I mean, honestly, when he was in the game, it's like, all right, this might happen. They did this with the Warrior. They did this with uh, uh, someone, maybe it was Sting. I don't know, but every time they seem to put someone in the game who hasn't been in the game for a long time, they typically come back, they come to WWE. So, uh, I don't know when we're going to see this match. I don't know if it'll be Survivor Series. I don't know if it'll be Royal Rumble. Or they could just wait and hype this thing up until WrestleMania. But Bill Goldberg and Brock Lesnar are going to face each other. Um, I'm excited. But at the same time, we've seen this before. It's not new. Granted, it has been 12 years. And the WrestleMania match was stupid. No one really cared because they were both leaving the company. It didn't really matter who won. There was no reason to care. Uh, this time, there is reason to care because if Bill Goldberg beats Brock Lesnar, he's the one who beat the one in 21-1 and one, or 23-1, and one, whatever it is now. And it's like, whoa, you're going to give Bill Goldberg that victory? That's crazy. So, I'm excited, but it's like, eh, I've seen it. Rock and Hogan, no one had seen that. Uh, Undertaker Sting, no one, has, no one has seen that. Likely no one will see that. Triple H and Sting, no one saw that. Rollins and Sting, no one saw that. So, like, there's, a, there's an aura of, like, hey, we've never seen this. Holy crap, this is going to be awesome. And now it's like, eh, we've seen it. I, I've seen Lesnar and Goldberg. It was okay. I mean, Lesnar, in all honesty, should probably dominate. He won't, but he should. Uh, so, I liked it. But uh, here's the thing. I'm, I'm sitting here, like, complaining about it. Oh, we've seen this. Am I going to watch? Yes. Am I excited to see Bill Goldberg come back in a WWE ring? Yes. So quit being a ninny, Bruner 1.0. You're excited. Deal with it. <laughs> TJ Perkins, your cruiserweight champion, took on Aria Davari. Once again, solid match. Purple ropes, purple stage, purple apron, all that crap. Uh, Perkins and Brian Kendrick had a cool promo backstage where he said, you know, listen, you, you're not this guy. I know who you are. I get what you're doing. And then Perkins tried to cheap shot him. Or no, sorry. Kendrick tried to cheap shot Perkins. And Perkins stepped aside. So that was kind of cool how they're having a moment. You know, they're building characters. And this is so far the only cruiserweight character development that I can get behind. Because I know something about them. I know who Brian Kendrick is. I was watching him when I was like 13. He was the Brian Kendrick. Uh, and then Perkins I'm just now learning about. But, you know, it's an exciting story that they're telling. You know, the homeless thing is an actual heat moment between the two. 
because Kendrick was like, yo, dude, I was homeless too. You're not special. So I really like the character development there. The match was okay. He won with the knee bar, and then they stared each other down. Uh, Kendrick and Perkins, that is. So it was cool. Uh, and they will face each other at Hell in a Cell for the Cruiserweight title, I think is what I saw in the promo. Not in the cell itself, but they'll have a match. So that'll be awesome. Uh, Seth Rollins and Chris Jericho. If Chris Jericho wins, he's in the triple threat match at WWE Hell in a Cell on October 30th. Uh, solid match. Uh, felt a little slow. Felt a little clunky. Uh, or planned, I guess, is the word I'm looking for. You know, it, it's always good when you watch a wrestling match. It doesn't feel planned. It feels like they're just naturally doing it. This one felt a little planned. Kevin Owens came down. He distracted Rollins. He super kicked Rollins. And lo and behold, Rollins ended up winning. I thought Chris Jericho would go over and they'd do a triple threat match just like uh, No Mercy because that's kind of what they do. Same old crap. Uh, but Rollins won. We'll have a one-on-one match at No Mercy or Hell in a Cell. And I don't know. I don't know if they're going to make Owens win legitimately because he hasn't done that yet. Or if they'll have Chris Jericho sneak in somehow. Or if they'll have Chris Jericho screw over Kevin Owens and then Rollins and someone else can face off. I don't know. But I thought it was great that they actually said, you know what, we've seen the triple threat match. Here's Rollins. Here's Owens. One-on-one in the cell. I think it's great. I think it's awesome. I'm excited. Uh, The match ended on a high note because Rollins pedigreed Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens was once again nowhere to be seen. So they're building tension. There's actually storyline behind this. Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho are best friends, but Kevin Owens runs away every time he's supposed to defend his best friend. Is that how you treat your best friend? That's how I treat Josiah, because I don't like him. That's how I treat Andrew, because I don't like him. That's how I treat anyone in the Geekiverse, because I don't like him, really. That's why I left. I didn't like the Geekiverse. I do this for my own bidding. I'm Bruner 1.0. I'm the best in the world at what I do. It's just for me. My neighbors probably think I'm psychotic, and it's because I am. Anyway, solid Raw. Uh, There was a high note at the end and at the beginning. So I think they bookended the high notes. uh, But in the middle, it was kind of mushy. There wasn't too much to be excited about. So C+, as far as the show overall, definitely needed a lot of work. There was too much time filler, man. Raw is three hours, and they just fill it with stupid stuff way too often. So... They need to improve on uh, improve on that. But here's what you do. You go to the comment section. You let me know what you think. Because I'm just sitting here rambling for like 20 minutes. Well, what am I at here? 22 minutes and 38 seconds. Not That's not actual time on your, on your screen because there's the intro that adds whatever. Um, <laughs> so go to the comment section. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you're feeling as far as wrestling. Uh, go to thegeekiverse.com. You can comment there. I'm pretty sure you can comment on SoundCloud. Uh, I don't think you can comment on iTunes. I could be wrong. You can rate us. That'd be cool, I guess. Go to thegeekiverse.com. You can do all that stuff. You can also go to our merch store. You can go to Amazon through the Geekiverse, and then you can buy the same old crap you're buying, and then it helps us out. So when you're going to buy pre-order video games, which we know you're doing, you especially should do it if you have Amazon Prime because you get 20% off. Go to thegeekiverse.com, click our link, and then buy what you're buying. It's one extra step, and it helps us out. We appreciate you. We love you. Go to the Geekiverse on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube. Check us out. Talk to us. Interact with us. We love it. I'm going to go drink another pot of coffee because I'm loaded on coffee. I'm straight edge, but I love coffee. 
Does that make me straight edge? It's been a debate at my workplace. Coffee is caffeine, technically a drug, yes. But like it's not, you know, it's not hardcore drugs. I don't know. Whatever. I don't care. CM Punk drinks coffee. I drink coffee. We're all in the same boat. Everyone's happy. Moving on with life. I'm Bruner 1.0. I'm going to go check my mailbox and see if WWE 2K17 is here. If it's not, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose my mind. I'm Bruner 1.0. This is the Geekiverse Show. Geek Stalk Wrestling. I'm out.